welcome to the Quality of Life podcast. My name is Erin Olson, and I am a businesswoman and mother who has been studying personal growth for over 15 years. I've tried almost all of the habits and hacks out there. My goal is to use my real-life experience to show you which tricks and habits make the biggest changes to your quality of life with the least amount of time and energy on your part. We'll cover everything from habits to hacks, fitness to family, and everything in between. Now, let's dive on in to today's topic. Hey guys, Erin Olson here, your host to the Quality of Life podcast. Thank you so much again for joining me today. I hope that last week you reflected a little bit on whether you think this new business is worth it. Well, since you're here, I guess you do. I just got to tell you, it is so worth it. Having started three businesses, I know firsthand just how amazing business ownership can be. This week, I want to talk to you guys about how to make sure that your product or your service is priced properly. And by doing that, it will actually make you money. After all, that is one of the reasons you started this business in the first place, right? There is no shame in making money doing something to help a fellow human, regardless of what your feelings or your family might have told you. (laughs) Back when I started HX, I was so excited to get the product in the hands of my horse friends that I neglected to really learn about pricing. I knew about what the products cost me and set prices based on what seemed right. This led me to lose out on a lot of revenue. When I started Rebel Footworks, my horse hoof training business, I was pretty regulated by the industry standards, so I really didn't have to put much thought into it. And the same thing goes with the Sunrise River Collection. Handmade soaps were a pretty standard price, so in hindsight, I probably wasn't charging enough. But when I started offering a brand new product that I invented that there was not even a market for yet, I had to create pricing from scratch and my Midwestern upbringing had me undervaluing it from the get-go. And holy crap, we weren't really making any money. It all started with a visit from Roger, our newly appointed score mentor. He was a volunteer business person who helped us with so many things, and most importantly, pricing. SCORE is a nonprofit all about helping small businesses That is funded by the Small Business Administration. You can go to score.org and find a mentor near you if you are in need of someone to help you grow your individual business. I will link them in the show notes. So Roger broke down what the actual cost to produce our product was and how to price it so we could actually make money. So I am going to help you figure out how to price your product or service so that you can make money too. First, What does it actually cost to produce your item or to perform your service? For this, we are going to look at all the things that go into it. This is called overhead. Overhead is all the things that people tend to forget to include when figuring what it takes to create your thing. Overhead are things like the rent of a space, business insurance, utilities, and taxes. Overhead is everything except labor, and the cost of materials needed. Even if you are not renting a space or don't have insurance, which I really hope you do, you need to figure an approximate amount here because as you grow, you will want to have this already factored in. 
Other things that people tend to forget are any third-party service fees, like credit card processing fees, Amazon fees, or things like Porch.com or Angie's List fees, website costs, Facebook ads, and travel expenses, or shipping if this is going to be rolled into your prices. If it helps, start writing down all the things that you spend money on for your business and keep a tally. Or print out your bank and credit card statements and see where you are spending your money. When you go to figure out the overhead costs by product, it can get a little tough, so an estimation might have to be made. Here is how I would suggest a starting overhead price per product or per service that you do. Take all of the monthly expenses that are not materials or labor and divide it by 30 or however many days you plan on working in a month. If you spend $3,000 on all these things, that would make it 100 bucks a day if I work 30 days in a month, right? Well, how many products can you make in a given day or how many jobs can you do in a day? Say we can create 25 items a day on average. Well, Divide 100 by 25, and each item has an overhead cost of $4. Now, add your labor cost to it. If you are a solopreneur, you might not pay yourself just yet, but you still need to factor in this expense. Hopefully, as you grow, you'll be hiring someone to do this so you can focus on the business side more. So you will have this expense soon anyways. Here is a quick way to figure this out. If you had to pay somebody to do this job, what hourly wage would they expect? 15 bucks an hour or 25 bucks an hour? Well, this has to be a valid number. And just to make sure that you are not undervaluing your time, you should add 20% to it. So say that you have to pay someone else 15 bucks an hour to do this. Add 20% and that brings us to $18 an hour. Great. Now, how many products can you produce in an hour? Or how many jobs can you do in an hour? Say you can make three things an hour. Divide the $18 an hour by three. That means that it costs you about $6 to make each product in labor alone. Okay, now you need to add any materials that you need to complete a job or to make an item. Add in all the parts that you'll have to buy and don't forget to include the tools and the wear and tear of those tools. When I trimmed horses' feet, I would use up a file in about 20 horses, and that file cost about 30 bucks. So I had to add $1.50 to each trim just to cover the file that I was using. For this exercise, we're going to say that it does take $1.50 per item in parts and materials and wear and tear on your tools. All right, so the cost of your product is $4 plus $6 plus $1.50. That equals $11.50 per item or job. This is what accountants and other business professionals call cost of goods sold. Now comes the fun part, figuring out profit margin and markup. What do those terms even mean? Well, they both are percentages that show how much money is made off of each item or each job sold. They are just figured from different perspectives. The profit margin is a percentage difference between the profit and the selling price. The markup is the percentage difference between the cost of goods sold, or COGS, and the selling price. Don't get too hung up on all this math. I am going to provide you with an Excel spreadsheet to do all these calculations for you. You will find that at theerinolson.com slash profit.
I will also put this in the show notes as well. Okay, so the best thing to figure out is your profit margin first, using your existing pricing to see if it is enough. So to figure out profit margin, we will use the example I used earlier and say that our current pricing is $18. So the profit in dollars, the difference between the cost and the selling price, would be $6.50. Then we would take the profit in dollars, $6.50, and divide it by the selling price of the item, $18. Then we multiply it by 100 to get percentage. That will equal the profit margin in percent. In this case, it would be just over 36%, and that's a decent profit margin. Now, I will tell you that there is no standard profit margin across the board. Different industries and products have different standards. A clothing company, for example, shoots for 50 to 100% profit margin, while a grocery store is typically only making up 1% to 3% margin. The difference is there is usually way less margin on things that typically sell in large numbers or things that are consumed quickly, like toilet paper and fuel. So use 10 to 20% as a guide to start. The higher the percentage, the more money you make. This is also where a SCORE mentor who is from your industry can help you figure out what the standards are for your industry. The markup of a good or service figures out how many percent the difference of the cost of goods sold, or COGS, is compared to how much you sell it for. So in our previous example, we would take the selling price, $18, and subtract the COGS, or cost of goods sold, which is $11.50, and divide that amount by our COGS, and then multiply it by 100 to get a percentage. That would give you the percentage of markup. In this case, it would be just over 50%. That's a decent markup. The place where markup becomes relevant is when you wholesale or have dealers or distributors. There are several retailers out there that expect a 100% markup in order to consider selling your product. This is called keystoning, but that is a conversation for another episode. So which should be the most important metric for you to use in your business? I can't really say. It's based solely on your business strategy and your industry standards. I would suggest that you don't overprice or underprice your product, even as an introductory rate, and especially not to undercut the competition. I fell into this trap in my hoof trimming business. I just wanted to get clients, so I undercut the standard, and I ended up getting some customers that couldn't or wouldn't afford me when I raised my prices. I also got some customers that didn't value my time or would stand me up or simply wouldn't even pay me at all. It was a hard lesson to learn. And if you start charging lower prices now, you might have a really hard time raising them in the future. That is probably one of the hardest parts of business ownership, the fear and anxiety caused by raising your prices. I put it off way too long because I wouldn't like to have rates raised on me, but in this economy, Everything is so much more expensive, and if you are upfront with your customers in advance, I have found that they get it, and they're still willing to buy from you. If you guessed that this week's homework is to figure out if your pricing is correct or to establish your prices for the first time, then you're right. Go download the free product pricing calculator now at theerinolson.com slash pricing and use it for all your products and services. Then... I suggest that you adjust accordingly. And if you find that you are very undervalued, it might be time to think about rising your prices. 
I mean, this isn't a charity business you're building. I hope this episode explained this part of business ownership to help you grow your business and your profits. I thank you so much for listening today. And if it helped you or might help someone you know, I would really appreciate it if you would share it with them. This is a lesson I wished I had learned from the get-go. Thanks again, and I will see you next week on the Quality of Life podcast. See ya! Thanks for listening to today's episode. Be sure to check us out on the Quality of Life podcast, Facebook and Instagram pages, and our website, theerinolson.com, for downloads and more information. That is T-H-E-E-R-I-N-O-L-S-O-N.com. Stay up to date by joining our email newsletter. Together, we can improve all of our quality of life. Oh,